giving a creator the license to create is what I'm paying for. I'm paying for them to present something to their audience in the best way possible. Mm. Uh, and that is in their own way. On today's show, we're talking to Daniel Clayton. He's the Music Marketing Manager UK for Logitech. And this is a dive into the world of marketing and social campaigns. This is Tech Talks, your twice-weekly technology podcast, interviewing leaders from across the space. So if you're interested in tech or you want to find out a little bit more from those who are leading the industry, this is the show for you. So today is Secret Santa Day and you two won't bloody shut up about it. (laughs) It's an exciting time of year. I just like the fact that you're both destroying the secret aspect of it. Well, it's nice to know before everyone else. Why? (laughs) What what blind bit of difference does it make? I don't know. It's obviously my generation. Right. Uh, If you hadn't guessed, Evie and Ali are joining me for the podcast today. Hello. (laughs) Um, and today we are talking all about consumer tech. We're talking about Wonderboom speakers and Logitech. Get any nice gadgets for Christmas? Today, mm. yeah. You've surely asked Santa for stuff. Um, no, Santa actually got me money for my help to buy ISA. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Santa is rock and roll. Right, okay. Because... I have to be responsible sometimes. Christmas isn't a time to be responsible. <laughs> it's sad, isn't it? Um, but perhaps, perhaps Santa might not bring me a small all. gift. You it's not sad. It's just, it's just quite. Sad. It's not Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just came, well, they're they're ending, aren't they? So how do you how do you unwrap on 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 Christmas Day? My help to buy scheme. <laughs> Yay! Oh, open your banking. It's so sad. <laughs> I'm but sure. I'm hoping you'll get given something small to open on the day. Yeah, I'm sure. Definitely. I'm sure I will. Um, if you don't, then we're going to get a very sad Evie. Yeah, in the New Year, it's like so. I got nothing. <laughs> would you like an Ultimate Ears Wonder Boom? I would actually. I had a lot of look into them after listening to the interview, um, and I think I actually want one. Yeah, they look really They're cool. Thank you. Yeah. I, I have yeah. one. I, what really? Did you listen to the interview? You I tell him that I was dancing. And this, <laughs> this is promising. Is that, one, is that the one you threw in the the ocean? The Indian yes. ocean. That's why would you? Cool. Why would you tell him that? Because it floats. Yeah. Well, I know, and it's waterproof. But I mean, are we really going to taste it in the sea? I think we should go to the interview with Daniel. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Ali should re-listen to it, and oh then we'll, we'll we'll come back with some thoughts and comments afterwards, and then a little bit of tech news. We were having Wi-Fi problems. On today's podcast, we're talking to Daniel Clayton. Welcome to to the pod. Thanks for coming in. No worries. You're the UK marketing manager uh, for music at Logitech, which, I'll be perfectly honest, I I stumbled across you at Unbound this summer. You were talking to Lisa Target at Tribe. And I kind of thought, Logitech, that's that's quite an old school business, isn't it? And kind of going along to Unbound. And then suddenly sat there and realised that you were talking about Wonderboom. And I had a Wonderboom and it became a lot more interesting. I didn't didn't realise you had one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, so I, I, I loved it for the simple fact that um, I had a Wonder Boom that I took on holiday with me and threw around in the Indian Ocean just to double check whether or not it really was soundproof and, uh, sorry, waterproof and it, it is, it is. Yeah, so, they yeah. are, they float as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, drop that one in. <laughs> Everyone goes webcams, I think, with Logitech. Yeah. Like that was like their first um, Windows 95 massive monitor webcam on the top probably said Logi or Logitech on it yeah been a few brand changes uh, I think that's what everyone automatically goes to when they hear Logitech that or mice and keyboards yeah. I, I even say that oh, I work for Logitech 
and then everyone's like, oh, um, like has that little pause, and then I'm like, oh, the mice, keyboards, webcams, like, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's how the business started. But yeah, there's so many brands. Well, yeah, you've got by Logitech now. Ultimate is Astro, um, Jaybird, which are headphones, Blue, which we now use the microphones to record this podcast. So yeah. there we go, shout out there, and um, obviously also Wonderboom. So. Yeah, a really interesting business to have that many different channels and, and kind of products out in market, in the market. Yeah, and some of those are brands that, I, well, I think most of those actually are probably brands that we've bought on, apart from like Logitech G, which was the game inside of uh, uh, Logitech, like Ultimate Ears was a, an acquisition, Jaybird was an acquisition, Astro was an acquisition, Blue was an acquisition. Yeah, so there's been loads added to the, mm. to the roster almost of, uh, of Logitech, always tech, uh, related products but obviously as things change like podcasting's huge now there's so many different more niches around we've always been about attaching to a computer hmm. or, or now it's attaching to the cloud equivalent which right. is normally your phone right so bluetooth headphones to your phone uh, or I know the the mic in front of us now is USB but that attaching to yeah, bluetooth uh, a speaker device, bluetooth the, speaker yeah, yeah, yeah. again um, it's always been about attaching to kind of the main the main system which was PC Back yeah. in the day, but as I said, now it's much more kind of. We always think about it as cloud, like you're attaching the speaker to your phone, which is then going to whatever service. Uh, I know we're not on the BBC, Spotify, <laughs> Deezer, whatever you use. I use, oh, Deezer. I use everything. Deezer. We're on everything other than BBC Sounds and and, cool. uh, and, oh, and Amazon. Apple Music. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, whatever you like. <laughs> um, look, I do find it really interesting though, because obviously Logitech, you know. Mice and keyboards and webcams, yeah, all right. You, you, people would understand that. There, there's some kind of synergy with that brand and they understand mm-hmm. the position in the market. And Blue, as we were mentioning before, we hit record, what, you, 90% market share for what they do in the USB. Something like that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Wonderboom, I have a Wonderboom, as we said. I love it, mm-hmm. but there's a hell of a lot of competition in that space. And Jaybird, yeah. masses of competition with some very well-established brands. So... Mm-hmm. I suppose the interesting thing, and this was alluding to, to, to what your talk with, with Lisa at, at Tribe was about, was how you get through that incredibly convoluted marketplace. Yeah, it's two very different approaches with uh, Ultimate Ears. It's much more, main, I'd say it's much more mainstream. So Ultimate Ears is portable Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. The emphasis being on portable uh, and being able to take music wherever you want it, um, be that on the beach. Yeah. Great example, as you gave. And it's great to hear people are buying Wonderboom and using it for travel because that's how we're trying to market it. Yeah, yeah. So we take it on, we take it on like, every holiday. I feel like I've done my job <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little bit maybe. Um, yeah, so that one's all about portability, taking music with yeah. you. It's really popular, number two brand in the UK for portable Bluetooth speakers, which is amazing. Again, that one's much more mass because when you flip it to Jaybird, it's a, a sports headphone brand and when yeah. I say sports we're like hyper we were just chatting about running before hyper focused on running that's all, all we're going after I think if uh, headphones wise everyone automatically goes to those three or four big players in that market that own music mm. essentially so if, if you even to try and go up against those guys I think you'd really struggle so but I it's interesting. something makes sense like I, I up until up until now had, had bought Sony um, headphones to run mm. with. Can I boo or like anything on yeah. there? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can hiss. No, um, and and I bought those because I didn't see the sense in paying huge amounts of money for a premium brand like um, my mind's gone blank, but uh, you know, Bose or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, for running, which is sweaty, and I want to be able to hear okay. the music, but I don't necessarily. I'm not 
hyper focused on the sound quality. Okay, you're actually the opposite of what normally happens. Oh right, okay. Is that people? It's what is a headphone? It gives you sound. So the first thing people go to is sound, and there's generally a bit of a misconception that if you're getting all those features, I mean that you just described perfectly for Jaybird, which is great, which is oh, well, durable, durable, going to stay in my yeah. ear. They're not going to get destroyed when I inevitably sweat on them or accidentally yeah. chuck them. I'd put mine through the washing machine. That's not on the packaging to do that, but they'd survived it, and that's how waterproof they are um, and sweatproof. And that, and I think uh, a lot of people go back to sound and they go to Bose or wherever. Well, it sounds like most trust. people aren't serious runners. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true, and that's and I think that's why our product and the features it has. Like, I mean, the the brand started was started by two guys running trails in Utah. Right. Uh, who were getting annoyed with the products that they had. That was back when Bluetooth wasn't really a thing. I think it was about eight years ago. Um, and yeah, they started developing Bluetooth headphones that would keep up with what they were trying, their passion. Yes. And yeah. our tagline's power your passion. It's always been about that and powering the passion and being able to be there and go with you in all these places. It's similar with Ultimate Ears and being able to take your portable speaker to the beach. Oh, I dropped it in the sand. Doesn't matter, just wash it off spill a beer on it or whatever like a festival it's fine it's waterproof it floats take it on a boat trip yeah. there's kind of like no worries in taking your music wherever that kind of that passion sits it's kind of it's not too dissimilar in uh, obviously Army is like I said it's a bit more broad everyone goes on holiday yeah. not everyone's a runner um, but yeah Jaybird is really thought through everything they do is about making sure that um, it's kind of like athlete led everything that our athletes tell us they need but if we link it back to, to your role in Ultimate Ears and, and Wonderboom, and, and if we go back to that talk, because I, I, di- I did find that really interesting, mm. um, because social and influencer marketing has been a bit maligned of late. Yeah. But I think if you get the narrative right, it's incredibly powerful. And you went out and specifically looked at a campaign where you got what, 96 influencers on board mm-hmm. in a short period of time to, to cut through and get that market message out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of I wanted to almost... The initial idea I had was like, how did like you remember when you were at school and suddenly like Pogs was a thing? I might be going, oh, yeah. I might be throwing no, no, way I'm, back. No, I remember the little plastic discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm or, 34, or, so I was yeah, 31. Much. So right, yeah, similar sort of time. Micro scooters, which yeah. seem to have had some sort of resurgence now. But I always used to think back, and it was always like the coolest kids at school that had that first, and they were kind of the equivalent of what I'd say is a. I hate the word influencer. Um, <laughs> personally like it's like usually someone that has a passion for something and I think there are lazy people out there who have been like oh I'm going to be an influencer that influences people to buy stuff like that's not a I don't know to me that's not what having an Instagram page like is about it was about sharing something that you had a passion for or like originally started as photography but yeah with that I wanted to I wanted to try and replicate that thing that used to happen was like all these cool kids have got this thing like I must go and check it out or it must be good like I wanted to get that broad reach um, and also get get that kind of into people's heads that Wonder Boom was like a really cool product to have mm-hmm. um, so yeah that was why I sought out influencers as the kind of cool kids so if you don't mind me jumping in because I've often thought well honestly when we've when we've had the podcast you kind of think well who who is an influencer in the tech space and how mm-hmm. do you measure that because sometimes I'll look at people for the podcast and think yeah, this person's going to make the podcast fly. Yeah. And it doesn't actually 
change the dial as much as, as you would think. And then mm-hmm. someone who doesn't necessarily on the surface of it appear to be an influencer in that regard or have a big following as a brand yeah. suddenly gets it gets huge amounts of listens. So how do you go out there and go, you know what, we've got we've got these speakers, we want these people to be the people that have got pogs in the playground yeah. and identify who they are? I don't know where I remembered pogs from. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm it, that's a good analogy. I'm puzzled. Yeah, I, it's, quite, it's that thing of, I want, also wanted to make sure I found influencers that genuinely loved the product as right. well. So when we were sending them to people and I was getting the content back, I was like, I can tell they instantly have fallen in love. It's that thing of music's quite broad. Um, I think if we'd have gone after tech with Wonderboom, I think we would have, we would have. I don't mean we would have lost, but I think we would have struggled. The product's so good and it has amazing tech features. Yeah. But I think like the color play was like a big thing, and I know that's what we spoke about a little bit on stage at Unbound. Was um, yeah, was I, I the do color have a play. one. A grey. Oh, exciting. <laughs> uh, no, most people buy the black one. We have all right. these amazing colours. I think there's about... It's got nice yellow buttons. Yeah, yeah nice yellow buttons. There you go. Um, but yeah, I think we have like eight colours on Wonderboo yeah. from like cashmere pink to the, the kind of soft grey. Um, but most people buy black. It's always black. That's always the way. You see all these amazing colours of stuff. Trainers is the same. Like everyone just goes and just like, they think it's a good idea to buy the bright red one or whatever I've done it before bought bright red trainers and then you wear them like four times they don't go with anything so I think people play it safe and buy the black one but, but it's a but great trail running trainers that only come in lurid uh, yeah. colours like they green. don't seem to give you any choice so yeah, anyway. yeah, exactly um, yeah so I feel like the colour play was like a big part of yeah, it as yeah. well we've got a cashmere pink right that it was I think it was like five years ago millennial pink or five years ago is probably stretching was, was three it, years was ago it, it was millennial pink that you focused on in the talk right uh, yeah, that was the one we spoke about. Well, as it played out, we put. I decided that I wanted to be able to measure this quite closely. It was mm-hmm. getting questioned whether this was the right play in the for our marketing spend. Is our influencers going to have an impact? Is are you one be going to be able to do it on this scale? Two, are you going to be able to manage it? And um, so it was like a real like a real push for me to get kind of the business to buy into it as well. So I had to. I had to kind of narrow it down a little bit in mm. that, okay, let's see if we can jump the sales on or jump the interest in the black and the pink. Black being the most popular, and I thought the pink one would play out really nicely, just looking on Instagram um, right now. Like cashmere pink kind of colors, soft pink, millennial pink, whatever you want to call it, is like one of the, still one of the hottest colors, blush pink. Yeah. There's about eight different names for it. Um, they all kind of, kind of come from that millennial pink thing. And you see it as a real flavor through clothes, homeware, I don't know, like our bedroom, loads of our bedroom furniture at my house is, uh, not my choice, my girlfriend's <laughs> is is like that kind of soft pink. Yeah, yeah. So it's a real trend. So I knew by pushing that one up there and I was giving it to creative people, right, who are style conscious. Instagram's very much about what it looks like in the image. Yeah. And they're going to want to take a nice image. And as it was, I think, I think out of that 90 odd influences we had I think about 60% of them 70% of them went for the pink and what happened in the aftermath so like in the uh, in the first couple of weeks so it was all condensed into four weeks yeah. the, the actual campaign um, we had all the influencers post twice about the product um, via via Tribe uh, giving their opinion on the product and also kind of putting it in a setting in, in their home so kind of one giving their experience of the sound and stuff like that and then the second part of uh, kind of what it looks like, which is probably the two the two like strengths with that product, um, and yeah, instantly saw like a spike in interest in the product. Pink sales, like I can't remember the exact stat, but they 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 went up by quite a bit, uh, and the black sales spiked a little bit as well. Um, so yeah, it was really positive in terms of an impact. The other colours didn't 
so we know that was my kind of like yeah. I don't know like the the line the measure was if everything jumps then maybe something else happened and it wasn't this campaign because you never know with I don't re, it's really hard when you've got like a product in retail because pricing can do whatever someone could decide to do a deal on it and all this sort of stuff mm. so the exact measurement back on something where you haven't got that like last click like a, a banner or whatever where you can say this happened because someone clicked there and then they bought it you can follow yes. the whole thing uh, whereas an influencer like yeah I showed it to some people I don't know where, where do, how do we measure the, the exact impact on that so that's why I tried to narrow it down a bit but we yeah. definitely saw that with the pink massively um, I think it was about 200% up the thing that I find really interesting about social influencing um, and certainly looking at the tribe platform is, is as a marketing manager you probably want to control the message to a certain degree but actually the strength of it is giving it to people who are genuinely enthralled with your product and letting them be creative and have their take on it 100% that's a mistake I think everyone's making with influencer marketing which is basically just giving someone an advert to post on their channel Yeah. like here's the copy oh, I have this amazing speaker called Wonder Boom by Ultimate <laughs> like robot the reason for me that I'm using an influencer is I'm using the power of their voice Yeah. and by taking that away and giving them a speech and a real strict set of rules on what they can do with the product just completely defeats the objective. They could like I don't like the word influencer. I prefer I usually use the word creator. Right. Or yeah, or like kind of like a they're almost like a culture cultural kind of leader. I suppose not cultural leader, like a leader in time in terms of like their little niche. Um. So I like I prefer the word creator. So I think giving a creator the license to create is what I'm paying for. I'm paying for them to present something to their audience in the best way possible. Mm. Uh, and that is in their own way otherwise did otherwise you, it's an advert I might as well run an advertising campaign did you then find yourself stealing some of their ideas for larger text campaigns we actually ended up licensing a big bunch of the images to use um, across our like digital media and mm. things like that as they were that that good yeah like that, it's that, like having an outsourced creative department yeah but but I feel like there's so many different um, I feel like digital marketing is going to get even more it's going to go like influencers unless you're going to be in more and more niche like things so you're going to need more and more content that taps into that niche mm. so by having some uh, I, don't know, I use myself as an example because I can't think of anything someone that's a bit more like alternative tattoos piercings that kind of thing by having someone holding that product with tattoos and then showing that to me it's going to resonate more with me as a person yeah, because I, I identify with that so being able to upscale, get content that could resonate with loads of different audiences yeah. is, is hugely powerful. And also, yeah, they and it's been made by someone from that audience. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, I think it's amazingly powerful if used. Sounds like a quote from Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> uh, it is though. It is like yeah, it yeah. is powerful, uh, but there's responsibility with it. That's the quote, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, with great power comes great yeah, responsibility. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that I think definitely applies. Yeah. Look, I, th I think it's interesting. I think it's a fascinating subject to talk about because often we are talking to startups who are trying to get a product out to market. And here you're getting a product out into a saturated market and cutting through. So I really appreciate you, you, you coming in and talking about that. Um, fingers crossed the brands continue to grow. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on the podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me. So, uh, look, kicking off the analysis of that of that interview, obviously I mentioned that I have a Wonder Boom and I've just shown you the proof. Yes, he does. Yeah. Dancing in the Indian Ocean with it. Yeah. It was the Indian Ocean. It right? was the Indian Ocean. Indian Ocean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, the, the social campaign passed me by because I did get the grey speaker, not millennial pink. 
When he was talking about that, mm. I was honestly like, I, I need one of them. Mm. They look, really? Yeah. Mm. They look great. So I redecorated my bedroom a few years ago and it was grey. Cashmere pink? Grey and cashmere slash mm. millennial, whatever you want to call it, pink. I'd never heard of either cashmere pink or millennial pink. I've heard of blush pink, obviously. Yeah. It just looks like pastel pink. Yeah. It's like a pastel pink. Color. I had heard of the millennial pink. The blue, that blue, that pastel blue color that goes with the pink is really nice as well. It's a thing yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I mean, obviously 100% it's a thing. A thing. I mean, I, what I love about this interview, um, there are some quite geeky bits and Daniel's, Danny's a very easy person to speak to, but it's all about consumer product fit and marketing. Mm. And they obviously have this successful speaker, but that speaker market is incredibly saturated. You know, you can walk into mm. any number of different shops, and you're you're assaulted with all sorts of different speakers. And yeah. Ultimate Ears Wonder Boom is not a brand that you would immediately go to if you're kind of looking at speakers. You probably look at I don't know Sony, yeah, maybe even Bose if you're going top end or whatever mm. else. But they've made this speaker that you can just it, it fits a young person's travel uh, lifestyle yeah. around yeah. by the pool on the beach. 100%. Just for music and whatever else, you can spill beer on it, as he says, and it still works. And I have thrown, I, I threw mine in the ocean, just to, just to see. I thought he was going to say I poured a can of beer over it. No, that would be just a waste of beer. But it it they, it still goes strong. I've had that speaker for four years. Oh wow, four or five years. It's yeah. still as good as That's it ever brilliant. was. It's good. And I think it was such a good idea to use influencers, and like he said, it it helps. So much because they know how to target their like each of their individual audiences. Mm. Yeah. Instead of it just being like a corporate advert, and like it won't, it will appeal to like a very small amount of people, and it makes it seem more real and better for the everyday person. So like that would appeal to someone like me. I'm not particularly into mm. like super expensive headphones and like I don't know, just generally high tech expensive things like that. I'm quite simple with it all mm. but that's something like that would really appeal to me I mean he talks about the fact that it was made by someone from that audience um, and oh is that the headphones the earphones no no just the fact that, that, that if a product is made by someone from a particular audience so he said you know if he sees someone who's got tattoos and piercings he's mm. more likely to want to buy from them um, do you think obviously they're trying to kind of get that balance, aren't they, between something that is curated and does match a consumer profile versus um, it being totally authentic and it being totally spontaneous and organic. I suppose that's a slight thing. It's got to look like it's organic and spontaneous and mm. like someone that you would buy from because you identify with them, but at the same time, it's kind of not. Yeah. And it is a weird kind of tightrope. Like when you're getting sold to on Instagram, you know you're getting sold to. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be looking for it somewhat exactly. if you're going to be sold it in the first place. But, but do you buy things from like because an influencer recommends it? Um, I think I do when it comes to makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not so much tech stuff. If that's a lie, that's a complete lie. <laughs> um, so a couple years back, do you remember the Polaroid cameras were a huge thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? And yeah. I actually bought that from someone's link on Instagram because they were, and they were all in those pastel colors as well. Uh-huh. And I bought that from someone on Instagram. So I just think, I think influencers are, are great, even though no one likes influencers. Because mm. you go on their page and you're like, oh, you're irritating, but I'm gonna look at you anyway because you're very attractive. But done in the right way. Like he yeah, says, like 100%. it's influencers are cool kids. 
They are crazy. they are the kids in the playground who've got lots of well, you, you two aren't no pogs at all. Obviously, me and Danny do. I did actually know what that was. What, what? Really? Yes, were those those little metal things? Well, they were metal and they were cardboard yes. or plastic. Yes. And they yeah, used yeah. to like bounce the inside of the. You kind of. Yep. Yeah, had a big one that you. So, you had a stack of them, and if you flipped them over and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It was kind of like a playground game. So South Africa is like twenty years back when it comes, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to our toys. No, I didn't. I knew exactly what you guys. Oh, thanks for making me feel quite old, though. Uh, sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they were. Oh. Okay, Moving on. Uh, <laughs> but but look, it's great, isn't it? Because here is um here is a marketing manager because that is what he is mm. who's applying really standard marketing methodologies like A/B testing, pink and black to a very, very new mean and medium of getting a message and branding out. And it's working. Mm, very, yeah. You know what? He also made a point in his um, interview that I did listen to. He made a point that um, he, him himself, he, he, he doesn't love, love the idea of influencers, but he's understood his market so well and understood that this is their touch point, this is how you communicate with them. And when he said... Um, the, uh, the, We've given these people strict instructions to influencers. We've given the influencers strict instructions to say this, but we have the power of their voice. Mm. I thought mm. that was such a good. Yeah, it, he doesn't want it to be an ad. He wants it to be their voice. They exactly. are the creator. Yeah, exactly. And as he says, they then go. They've then gone and licensed a whole load of images off the back of it that yeah. they can reutilize as part of their mm. catalog going forward. It's a great idea. And he said, what was it? The sales was it two hundred percent increase? That's insane. That like, is insane. Clearly worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's impressive. So, you've had a look at Wonderboom Ultimate Ears? I have. I'm tempted, actually, for Christmas. Well, you do need something to open alongside that you beautiful saving it. account. Oh, Christmas Help oh, to buy. It's, oh, it's depressing. But yeah, maybe it'll be one of those, actually. I did lose my last speaker. I don't know where it went, so. Oh, gosh. Perfect. No. Wait, I, you, I you lost on holiday? No, actually. I just, I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. Okay. I, one day I had it next to it and... Okay. Maybe it was stolen. Oops. <laughs> I wasn't around, I don't know. <laughs> I, think I wasn't oh, accusing you. I was speaker. Maybe I'll buy you one for Christmas. Aww. There you go. Yeah. Danny, marketing in action. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. We're going to go and have a quick break and then we'll come back with a little bit of news. Once a month, Tech Talks opens The Tuck Shop, a YouTube tech news roundup, which is kindly carried by Disruptive Live. Disruptive Live is the UK's first and only 24-7 TV channel for the technology industry. Stay up to date with all the latest industry news by following our regular talk shows broadcast live across the Disruptive Live website and social media channels. You can also catch Disruptive Live at some of the largest global technology events, broadcasting from London, Manchester, Singapore, Dubai, and many more. Um, so today is the day that Spotify's hot list lands. You've probably seen it. Is yes, that what I was talking was about. It. We were morning. talking about it this morning. Uh, I was literally your going top around. hundred lists of uh, top hundred tracks of the year. Yes. Oh my gosh, I was going around literally telling everyone. I didn't realise that this was a thing because I use Deezer. Like me and Danny oh. talk about the facts. Danny uses Deezer, so. Uh, slightly different service, but last week Deezer did the top 50 tracks of the year. Oh, I see. So it's obviously a thing that all the streaming services do, but I, I found it quite weird because I, I, it was the first year that Deezer had done it and all of a sudden I was like, oh, cool. these are the top 50 tracks yeah. I've listened to this year and obviously Spotify does the same with the top 100. It was incredible. It was almost like an Instagram what story. What was your top? Who was well. your top? 
Um, well, my actually, my because I've been with Spotify since 2010, apparently. Oh, I realize, so loyal in customer the, in the early. Apparently, my artist of the decade was Arctic Monkeys. I could see that 100%. Right. Yeah, and then my top were like Lizzo, of course, you know, course. your favorite, your favorite. <laughs> 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 like Frank Ocean, the internet, people like that. But yeah, it was, it was so cool. So, do you want to know some interesting facts about 2019? Yes. Uh, Post Malone, the most streamed artist, followed by Billy Eilish and oh. Ariana Grande. Oh. Eilish, Eilish, Eilish. Eilish. I don't know who Billy Eilish is. Oh no, you just insulted Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So Billy Eilish's <laughs> debut, "When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go," was the most streamed album. Do you know that song even? No. You don't have the right to say it out loud. <laughs> I don't care. What's the most streamed track was "Senorita." Oh, Shawn Mendes. Yes, and Camille Cabello. Well, I didn't realise. I just thought it was Shawn Mendes. Wasn't well, the top was Drake or something for? Met. Well, no, that that was for this year. They've also got some stats around Spotify rap for the decade. Oh yes. Uh, Drake was the most streamed artist of the decade. Hundred percent mm. agree. Uh, Ariana Grande, the most streamed female artist. Yeah. And then um, it was like Rihanna was. And <laughs> the most listened to track. This is depressing. Shape of You. That is very oh, depressing. I agree really? with that. That hurts my heart a little bit. Oh, he's so middle of the road. It's not my kind of music. Oh. Well, apparently my kind of music isn't isn't really featuring at all. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry, but does Apple have one? Because I only listen to Apple Music. You listen to You must be like one of the only people around. I love Apple Music. Right, I, okay. It just makes me happy no. to have all my eggs in one basket. I like that. Great. So do they have one? I don't know. You should check. I mean, have you got a list? No. No, okay. Do you not use Spotify? No, I don't. Spotify is the best. Oh, okay. No offence. Maybe next time. So th- this is this is quite interesting though. So so just to, to kind of put this out there, um, and this is obviously the author's opinion of this article, which is on the next web. I still maintain a digital music library, so the majority of my active listening is done via files on my phone. Spotify, on the other hand, I use to work or to drown out the noise of bothersome co-workers uh, and help me focus. Generally, this means that my Spotify wrapped is consistently skewed towards ambient or beat-based music. And the one thing that I noticed about my top 50 on Deezer was it was a hell of a lot of dance. Mm. Normally, I don't listen to a lot of dance, but what do I do a lot of? Running. Uh, or working out, so so okay. I need, I have a lot like when I was training for the for the Young Fro Marathon, it was all I want stuff with a really heavy beat I because see. that was for exercise purposes rather than what I'd actually choose to listen to. It's actually yeah. so true. So it's interesting, isn't it? How your listening habits are skewing the data that these companies have on you and what they think you're interested in. That's because so I don't think that Deezer really understand my music tastes if I'm sat at home. Definitely not. Yeah, so they recommend bad things for you as well. Yeah, Deezer recommends. So things there's like there's whilst this is being consumer there is an interesting bit of, on data and Ooh, to think about that's why you have it all on one platform exactly that's what I do no. oh no so yeah Deezer if you're listening you've got me all wrong <laughs> sorry guys um, would you say your Spotify wrapped is accurate of what your music tastes like oh extremely I was watching it this morning listening to it and I was like yeah this is everything I love because I've only ever used Spotify like I said since 2010 so it literally knows everything there we go that's brilliant. I, I mean, I have a playlist I can show you. We don't care. You're on Apple yeah. Music. Yeah. Uh, anyway, enjoy tonight. Secret Santa in a couple I'm of hours. I'm excited. And then, and then, are you having turkey? Um, no, oh, 
I am. Uh, yeah, good. I think I am. I think good. I am. Good choices. Why not? It's a Christmas the meal. Prawn. Yeah, I think you're also having the prawn. As yeah, I felt I felt like a seventies prawn cocktail would be quite quite funny. Me too. That's why I got it. I've never yeah. had a prawn cocktail. Before. Really? Yeah, oh, you know, you know, pink sauce is literally mayonnaise and ketchup. Yeah. I I do know that, but I've never it's never come to me in a cocktail glass with prawns. I'm very excited about. It probably won't be like that. It'll probably be prawns just, in the glass. Yeah. They won't be like trailed over the glass. No, I want the thing and the thing. Oh, oh that's too fancy. We might be wrong. I hope you're wrong. Anyway, uh, we're rambling, so we'll let the audience go. But have a lovely weekend. Bye, guys. Bye.